welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a Monday night here at Brew Fitness in Milwaukee. This is like a quality 1980s wrestling announcer that's voice. What I wa- that's what I was going for. That's what I was going for. And I'm, in I'm this corner. And in this corner, you got Chad Hanaberry. Wayne, a cool 108. Would, would you have like a lot of nicknames like Apollo Creed? Like, Oh, I would have at least How one. many nicknames? I'd have two. Thunderlips? <laughs> <laughs> what would be that you know what i'm gonna put that up what would i'm be, gonna put up a poll what would be your wrestling nickname okay just yeah ask the question on the live stream this is candid athletic training episode 144 thank you for tuning in my name is chad he is kevin we are not gonna lie i think we're both a little road weary we're both a little tired we're gonna rely on our live streamers to pull us through this one we actually have some fun stuff today, though. So, we have all sorts of fun things. We have Pet Peeves 3.0. If you've, this is one of your first episodes of the Canyon Athletic Training Podcast. We've done two previous Pet Peeves, and they've both been fun. So, um, this should be a good one as well. We have a lot on our social media, which is Candid underscore ATC. And you probably, if you've listened to this before... Yeah. You come for the fat. Oh. You come for the fat. (laughs) Keep your shirt on. (laughs) Keep your shirt on. I'll keep my shirt on too. We're going to try. I got got a fun surprise for Kevin. Mm. It's going to be fun. We're going to try something new with one of our favorite segments. Our best shows are always when you surprise me with something. Oh, did you see the spray effect on that? That was awesome. I don't don't go to the the hard beverages often. (laughs) But tonight, I need a hard beverage. For once, that's not that's me not opening a can. I have a pitcher in front of me. <laughs> oh, it's been noted. Oh, what? Oh. you damn right, Nate. I'm going full pitcher tonight. So, you just got in back in town. I did. Long weekend traveling. Long weekend. Working with a client. Good old athletic training. Touching bodies. Touching you. Touching, touching me. me. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> I was not in that city, though. Although, Boston Marathon, that happened today. It did? Did you know anybody running it? No. I'll look it up. I'll look up what they ran. I actually had a couple of patients that were running it. Running the Boston? Um, I will proudly say one of my patients, I mean, she ran, I think it was a 311, something like that. Wow. Seven, like 14 pace. That's wow. hauling. She would absolutely demolish me in 400 meters. What What do you think <laughs> a really good time is? Oh like, no, no. Honestly, well, like, what's like, the winner going to be at? Oh, I, well, I know. Tell me. 209 was the winning men's, and 224 was the winning women's. Man, that is incredible. That is flying. How many, what's the mile pace? Oh, that I don't know. Um, oh, no, I do know. It was the men's was like 458 or 454 mile pace or something like that. Could you imagine? Could you run one mile under five minutes? Absolutely not. If I, if I were to put, if I trained for a year, nope, 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 nope. Right now, there's a woodway curve over there. Should we stop the show? If I put, there's no chance. I think I could do it. If I put a thousand dollars on this table, would you be able to push yourself that hard to get it? I'd have a heart attack. What's how far? Okay. How much? How many medical? I mean, how much? <laughs> a, what percentage of medical bills is that thousand going to cover? 
Um, none. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. One tenth of your deductible. I know. No one. Yeah. No, for real though. Boston Marathon was today. It's usually in April. That's cool. It was really cool. Um, pretty cool event is from what I hear. Pretty I think awesome I only, event. I think I can only remember one person that I know that's run it. Yeah. Yeah. I've known a few people in my life that have run it. I actually think she ran it the year it got bombed. Oh, really? Wow. I believe. That's crazy. I could be wrong. Maybe she ran the year before, but, and she was back. That was what, like 17 or something like that? 16? No, uh, maybe longer. Longer, because Poppy was still active. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was longer ago. Yeah. Anyways. It doesn't feel that long ago, but. Um, that would be a cool story to hear, actually. Yeah. I would love to hear somebody's re- recount of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, it's Monday. We're at Brew Fitness in Milwaukee. Brew Fitness, MKE. Thank you once thank again you. for letting us bombard Hosting. your establishment. Yeah. We enjoy it. Yeah, look so. at, look at all these weights I've been putting. Oh up. my gosh. I've been, I did Rrr, all these, lifted. I did all this. Hey, you can't see it. I don't, I don't know if they can see it, but there is a five There's, on the end of that. Oh, there is. I mean, it's not. It's right here. Yeah. <laughs> and those are. see it. Those each are not 10-pound plates. They're 25-pound plates. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 10, 20, 30, are these, 55. I think, are th- are these are no? all 10s? Nope. Oh, that's not 55, that's not 60, so 60 each set. Oh, okay. Then it looks more impressive than <laughs> it is. Yeah. Unless whoever was doing it, that was their max, then good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... You got anything before we... Oh, you know what? I would really like to thank somebody. Oh, we should. Oh, I would Let's really like to thank the folks over at Healthy Roster. They're so great. I mean, we had them on, and it was very entertaining. Um, good old Dan and Clark. I mean, it was it was so much fun. Do you remember his last name? Um, I, I remember how to spell it. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. Um, Christofoli? Christofoli? Or Christofoli. <laughs> it's one or the other. What a great, what a sport. What a sport. That Griswold, that's what I'm going to call him. Griswold. Clark Griswold. You know what? This is the best time of the year. Yeah, you said the like most that came in and made me think of the, ho- the, the holidays and we're just getting in. I love, I love October. I love October too. Uh, it's going to be warm. The weather is the weather perfect. The weather is weather. Weather. <laughs> The weather's perfect. The Halloween candy's flying. My wife bought the best bag of mixed candy, and we <laughs> it's are already it's gone. supposed to be. Yeah, it's almost gone already. We're going to have to buy another. I uh, said, what? That's too soon. I mean, it was Reese's peanut butter cups, Reese's pieces, Kit Kats, Hershey bar, and Twizzlers. I, I mean, the Hershey bars would last a while. Everything else probably would be gone very so soon. So you, you're a licorice person. You're okay I, with well, the I, So it would be a good mix. I'm five for five. I'm, I'll eat any of those. I'm, I'm just not a good, I'm not like a big Hershey bar. Person. Well, the problem with the Hershey bar is when the thing you grab right next to it also has chocolate and, and peanut, peanut butter, butter, you're like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm getting halfway there. It's And that's, I mean, <laughs> I think anybody needs to mix it up so that they can continue to appreciate the peanut butter chocolate combination. And so... You grab a Twizzlers, you're all right. It's yeah. a good mix-up. Yeah. But Dan and the folks at Healthy Roster, we couldn't do this without you. Really appreciate you. Um, we've been doing this for, gosh, I mean, we're getting really close to a full year of yeah. this live broadcast. And 
I knew- can't. I mean, we were in that corner before, and it feels like forever ago that we started this, and we had no idea what we were doing to do it live. Um, and we were. It felt like we were two little, you know, fresh first day of school kids at our podcast again, and it was like, wow, this is really fun and exciting. We love interacting with all of our live in, uh, listeners. Um, it's really cool to be able to comment and ask polls and ask what their, you know, their nicknames, if they were a wrestler, would be. And the Zach attack, Mr. Zach Dunbar. Nate, the soulless wonder. <laughs> you want to know why? Because he's got red hair. Because he's a ginger. Yeah. Soulless he wanted wonder. he wanted a flying tomato, but it was taken. <laughs> Abby, going with the bad bitch. Ooh, just straight hey. to the point. Hey. All right. Uh, should we get into the podcast? Stop, yeah. Stop talking nonsense and actually talk about some athletic training and some fun stuff? Yeah, that, let's do it. All right, cool. What kind of yeah. what kind of podcast is this? I know. We got no graphics anymore. The graphics went kaput like 15 minutes before. <laughs> we have some of them, but not all of them. So Kevin wanted to disappear so he could have a sip of beer. Well, I'll just do it anyway. But the people who are listening at home on iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is, they didn't know. They didn't know. You just know how the they could streamers. know? If they joined up on I this know, live stream. They should. They should know today because you know what? We made this one public. We made this open for everybody. So if you're listening right now, send that link to anybody. Get yeah. them on this live podcast. Anyone can join. Yes, anybody. And if you're listening... Even the priest at your local church will scare him to death. Yeah. All you got to do is just check out our YouTube channel, Candid Athletic Training. Dot com. No, that's the website. <laughs> oh, that's the website. <laughs> oh, all right. Actually, I think if you went on YouTube, can you still do Candid underscore ATC? I think, I think it's you YouTube, see. and then you just search Candid Athletic Training. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Can you search two idiots talking about athletic training? I think you can. All right. I hope you'd get to us. I'm gonna do it. We might be the biggest Google two idiots. It. All right. Let's All do. Right. Let's let's try this fat. I wanna I wanna try something new here. I'm down. So we're gonna need help from the live streamers. Uh oh. Um, you guys paying in attention? In one second. Pay attention. We're gonna need a random number, but give us one second. Kevin. Yep. I got two books here for you, okay? We're gonna do we're gonna do books. a fat battle. I don't read. We're gonna do a fat battle. Okay. Fat right. battle. So this is new. Give me one second. Do 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 do. He's like tearing this thing apart. I'm I'm I wouldn't be surprised if this All right, part. Kevin. Oh here. <laughs> I've got two books your, here. Your two favorite books. We have the DC Encyclopedia and the Marvel Encyclopedia. Encyclopedias. <clears throat> so, which one would you like? We're gonna go DC. You want the DC? Want uh, DC. I'll go Marvel. You're yep. gonna go DC. Yep. And now we're going to ask. Because by the way, I started Titans. I watched episode oh, one. Oh, did you? Yep. Oh, very cool. Um, so mine goes through page four hundred and okay thirty. So a live streamer give the first live streamer that types in a number between one and four hundred thirty. That's what page I'll go to, and I have to find the best athletic trainer on that page, and I only get to choose one. So I'm going to choose one athletic trainer. You're going to choose one from yours, and we're going to see who's got the better athletic trainer. So this is, oh, I got, 
Page 69 is mine, and Kevin, you're on page 153. Okay. Those were the first two. So I'm on 69. 69. Wait, what? I'm 153. You're 153. All right. All right, so here are my options. Ah. Oh, my God. I don't know anything about these people. This This is pure luck. Can I go with the next one? Yep. I'm like leagues. Okay. I'm not, I'm not one person. Well, you could. All right. After. I'm going to go the next number. 13. After. Oh, boy. Go number 13. All right. That's fine. Because it was injustice league. All right. I got one person here. Okay. I'm going to read them. Okay. I've never heard of this. Oh. This is. I'm in the Marvel universe here. All right. My athletic trainer is Captain Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Britain, real Britain. name. Brian Braddock. Occupation. Ruler of Otherworld. Sounds pretty good. He's the ruler of the other world. His base is in England in another world. He's 5'11", 180 pounds, blue eyes, blonde hair, first appearance, Captain Britain Weekly, number one, December 1976. Uh, Captain Britain's uniform gave him superhuman strength and durability, enabled flight, and provided a protective force field. His powers have now been internalized, and the level of his powers is based on his level of confidence instead. Says, chosen as the champion of Great Britain by Merlin and his daughter Roma, Brian Braddock became Captain Britain. Both alone as a member of Excalibur, he strove to be worthy of his new role. Eventually, he discovered he was one of the most infinite number of captains created to safeguard the multiverse. He later succeeded Roma as ruler of the other world, yada, yada, yada. This tells me nothing about him. Oh, no. <sighs> Although he married somebody named Megan. A fellow member of Team Excalibur. Hey, Megan. Have, are you familiar with Excalibur at all? Um, so I mean, so here's what I got. Yeah, I got, I got a uniform. Yep. I got some tights. Yep. I do have. He's like some long boots. Can you see these boots? I see like those galoshes. Boots. They go over the knees. So That's I'm true. okay in. I'm okay in the storm. Right. I'm okay in the, in all the weather. I got white gloves on, so I got universal precautions. Yep. Um, flight. I'll take flight. Okay. Uh, transportation. Yep. All right. He's got superhuman strength and durability. He's going to be able to work those long days. Uh, and his power is based on his level of confidence. How do you How do you feel about that? I feel like he's a douche. I mean, what? <laughs> he's a douche. Level of confidence. My. Um, I okay. th- I think that I think he's a so- knockoff of Captain America. Captain Britain? Yeah. He's a he's a shorter, lighter Captain America. So I, I feel like <sighs> his fly. powers get better the more confident. So going into his BOC, he was not very... I, I'm okay with him. I think uh, so far, I'm going to give him, on a scale of 1 to 10, Captain Britain. Oh, I don't know much about him. I'm going to give him a 5 out of 10. Just because the uniform plays, uh, the flight making, is cool. You're not making a great case for your... Well, that's what I had player. to work with. This is what they gave me. All right. You're up. So you're blaming everybody else, huh? This is part of this game was luck. All right, on page 13, I have the Amazons. Oh, you have all of them. I know. I, so do you want me to go to one person? I have one person. That's fine. What do you want me to do? Amazons or you want me to go one person? I'll go one person. Okay. I went to 69. That was the next number. Oh, okay. Clayface. Oh, good. Villain. Yeah. Um, You know, part of the old Batman world. He 
can transform his body basically into anything he needs it to be, right? He can transform it into a sledgehammer, or he could completely transform himself to look like, you know, a Greek god like yourself. What would, as an athletic trainer, what would you transform your face to look like? Well, this is what I'm thinking. Um, I think he could transform, oh, my face? Is that what you said? He transforms his face. He can into transform it? anything in his body. Oh, whoa, hello. He can make his hand. Hello. He can make his hands into twelve hands. He could. That's not like a rehab super god right there. Well, he could. I mean, he could treat fourteen people at one time. I think. Now, here's Holy the thing. Here's cow. the problem. I don't think he's very smart. He is. Is he former, like a zombie? Like he's a former actor, kind of zombie. Like, kind of can't kill him unless you really. You got to take out the whole um, kitten caboodle. Is from he? How does he compare to Solomon Grundy? Oh, um, no, no, no. From like Gotham. Uh, like the, ooh. No, no, no. He's, I mean, when when he's fighting, he is a little Solomon Grundy. But more, think more um, shape-shifting. I mean, he can transform his body into anything. He tends to transform his body into this massive monster-like being to try to beat uh, Batman. But Batman usually figures out a more clever way to defeat him. Sure. So he's not very smart. One step ahead. Now, I'll, I'll read you. All right. Able to shift his clay-like form into a variety of weapons, including giant mallets and blades, superhuman strength that increases in proportion to his size, can become an exact clone of somebody simply by touching them. Mm. Gifted actor, able to mimic a variety of voices and mannerisms. So, are you saying that athletic trainers need to be actors or actresses? What I'm saying is that he could that fake, fake it. Fake he it? could fake it until he made it, um, because he would have the like tools, his hands, in order to fake it with his mouth and acting abilities. Until all of a sudden, one day, somebody was like, "Dude, you suck." So I also would give him a five out of ten. Okay, so <laughs> you know what he is? Why don't you put a poll up on the live streamer, Clayface? Or Captain Britain. Probably the toughest fat we've ever had to do. Because we didn't come up with them. Yep. You, the listeners, gave us these two characters, and we did the best we could. So let us know whether you're on the live stream or if you're listening to this on a podcast. Just shoot us a, a, a tweet or something on social media who you thought would make a better athletic trainer. Captain Britain, he must cover soccer. He's for sure covering soccer. He's got the boots. He's got the gloves. Flight. Or Clayface, who can transform into any... That is a kind of a cool trick. Not one that we've talked about before on any of... Have we talked about that before with any of the characters we've ever covered in the first 143? Mm-hmm. The ability to just shapeshift into an object? Maybe. I don't, I don't remember know. anyone that we've talked about. I mean, he could... Yeah, he can shapeshift whatever he needs his limbs to be, which I think gives him... An edge to Cover. Captain Britain. He says he covers cricket. <laughs> Yo, cricket. I want, that's actually a sport I want to learn more about. I actually wouldn't mind checking out a cricket. Is it a match? I think so. Is it a match? It might last four days. That's fine. That'd be, be kind careful. of a cool weekend. I don't know if that's what you want to do as your athletic oh. training. Tell me what you thought about Titans episode one before we move on. <sighs> oh, this was Confused a little bit. Um, I'm a little like, I, th- I thought it was pretty good, um, from the standpoint of, I like, I like the darkness of it. 
I like that it wasn't, I mean, there was blood, right? I mean, there was like, there was actually people die. There was kind of like, it's supposed to be a little dark and kind of scary. It's DC. Um, I don't know the two female characters, like main characters that have been introduced. I don't know them. Yeah. And so I'm, that I, was the tough part for me too. All I want, all I want to do is like look into this book and like try to find out who they are. Um, I love the idea of a Robin based. I love it too. Like I, I just, I love it. Absolutely been, love it. If, if the DC world is listening, I know that there's a, now a TV show with Robin. Mm-hmm. And I think, what did you think of the actor? Brenton, I think it's Brenton. So far, I think it fits really well. I don't know how to say his last name. I don't know. I don't He's know from like Australia or somewhere. I mean, he is a really good age, Yeah, I think. Um, kind of, he looks and sounds the part. Um, he he sounds jaded enough, yeah. which I like it. Um, I mean, the they, other thing is, but if you're listening in DC Universe. You should be. You, you should I mean, be. You really should be. Why? the hell is there not a Robin movie character like that is taken off? Well, they this were, is your they chance. were let, they led up to it. This is your chance with, was it Jordan or Gordon Joseph Levitt, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Gordon Joseph Levitt, Gordon Joseph Levitt. I'm not sure. Something like that. Yes. Was that, Correct. was that the dark Knight rises? Yes. The end of it. They, they just mm-hmm. set it up perfectly to have a Robin spinoff movie and they just never went anywhere with it. I was, that was at the same time. I, I wouldn't have appreciated that as much. Really? Now, if they would have continued with the same directing and producing and like feel of the movies, I could have gotten on board, but I want, I want the true story. I want the original story of the original Robin. I want there to be the flying Grayson's, I right? want it to be a kid that Batman basically adopts. I want him to well, be. That's why you're watching Titans. Yes. Which so that's your fix. But I want I, let DC do it. Here, here's the thing, actually. Low Make key, movie. low key. I'm actually kind of appreciating all these like TV shows because when you get a movie, you get two, you get an hour and a half to two and a half hours. I love it. And now with TV, you get. Eight to ten hours in a in a season, you just get more in a TV, and it, it's broken up. So you, I kind of appreciate it now. Ever since they've been doing these little series, I'm I'm all for it. All right, yeah, okay. I'll, it's I'll just more hours I'll of it. I'll give you that. I, gets, I think there's more fluff, and I think there's more dilution of the story, so that they that Hollywood will like this is what people want. No, I I want. I want Iron Man. I want the movie Iron Man. I didn't. I didn't want an Iron Man series. Yeah. I wanted the movie. Yeah. I want Batman the movie. Sure. I already have Batman the animated series. Yeah. From my childhood, and if you are a kid now, you better watch that because that's a great I, show. I need to watch that. Oh my god. I thought a good fat would be the best sidekicks. Yeah. Because that's kind of maybe we could do a Robin versus you know a vibe or. You know, who, who are the best, uh, like uh, Wong? I mean, you know, like, because, uh, you know, we're kind of <laughs> Watson, like, because we're kind of, when you think about athletic trainers, we're not mainstream. We're the behind the scenes people. So maybe we need to be doing the sidekicks. Anyways, we can save that. That was a good, that was a good way to do a fat though. 
we'll we'll do we'll try it again. Let us know if you liked the randomness of it or if it sucks because you guys chose Captain Britain. Captain Britain. Captain Britain. So, um, okay. Uh, Where shall we take this show? Um, top five. Top five, Kevin. What's that? Clayface, sixty percent. Oh, sixty percent of the time. Sixty percent clayface. It works every time. Um, all right, our top five this week. We surveyed one hundred athletic trainers, and we asked them the following question, Kevin. What was that question? The year is twenty fifty. What is the average salary for an athletic trainer, full time? A full-time athletic trainer. What's the? What are they getting paid in twenty? Full-time. That's twenty-nine years from now. So it brought up a really good question: of What's <laughs> the average athletic trainer salary right now? Yeah, that is the. Million I don't know dollar. if we can find that. I mean, I think, I think some websites, indeed, you know, all these like uh, resume, like job finding websites, would probably give you an average, but I don't think they're true averages. Because I don't think a lot of athletic trainers actually will publish what they make. Why not? They can't type that many zeros in there? Exactly. I mean, we don't want to make anybody feel bad how much money we actually make. I mean, we make, we make you know. Billions I've, and billions I've bought of seven houses off this podcast alone. <laughs> um, I can't wait. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to say in the year... 2050. Yeah. $45,000. Because I think that's the average now, and I think it's going to go up and then go down. $55,000. Because I think 55. we're going to hit a ceiling. Well, inflation. $105,000. And that's Six straight figures. from inflation. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I think in the year two thousand fifty, that might actually be. I'm hoping an appropriate amount for an athletic trainer to make. And last but not least, two point five million dollars. Why? Because I said so. The average salary is two point five mil. You heard it. All right, Kevin. Here we go. Yeah. In fifth place, with seven responses, seven athletic trainers said the average salary will be $70,000 in 2050. $70,000. Yeah. Uh, in fourth place, eight people responded $80,000 per year. Yeah. We had a tie for second place, 12 Athletic trainers said each of the following. $60,000. Jesus Christ. And $75,000. And your number one answer. Your number one answer with 21 responses. 21. So basically one out of every five uh-huh. people that answered this survey said the average salary will be $50,000. Jesus Christ. So this was 30 actually... 30 years from now? 30 years from now. 29 years from now. Yeah. You guys. I now, just now you you just looked up what the current salary is? What does it say? I mean, it's Google, but it, I mean... It's from, Google, so you know it's... From salary.com. So now, 
It also said in 2014, the number of athletic training jobs were 25,400. And that's supposed to be about doubled by now. Yeah. Um, now, it said in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, forty two to $60,000 a year in 2014. I will say... Um, it said it was what? Sorry. forty two to 60. It's a big range. It's a big range, but I would say that is the range of a Milwaukee. Okay, so they're trainer. saying forty two to sixty. And Milwaukee's a pretty good like it's um, middle. It's a very good middle ground of cost of living. Unfortunately, we think it's really cheap, but it's actually a good middle. It ju- I think it just says how expensive other cities are. I will say zip recruiter assistant athletic trainers. I don't know why it says assistant, but 28 to 51. I think that's probably more accurate. I, I know. I don't think so. When we were graduating, when you take into the effect, the, all the high school, I don't think the high school athletic trainers get paid what they should. Oh God, no, they don't. Well, here, but I don't think there's, I think there's a lot less at the, I think it depends. I don't think it's nearly it's really bad if it is. Yeah. I mean, fresh out of college, I was, I, I will completely say fresh out of college, I was making 30, what was it? It was 37, five fresh out, fresh out. I and bet you that, I think two I years earlier than that, a good friend of ours made 32. I remember him telling me that. Well, and I also remember him or I remember thinking in my own head, like, man, that's a lot of money. And it wasn't. Well, maybe we can reach the NATA. Um, and it is so. Salary range is very dependent on setting, and it's very dependent. Yeah, on, if you're on a coast, you're on a coast. It's dependent on: are you the head athletic trainer? Are you like an assistant athletic trainer at a college? Are you a high school athletic trainer? Are you a clinic <clears throat> straight up clinical athletic trainer? Are you a cl- are you a clinical athletic trainer that does outreach stuff that gets, um, I don't know, bonuses for how many referrals you get, things like that. But I think we are all in agreement that that list of what you said, I hope we're all in agreement, is bullshit if we think that's what we should be making 30 years from now. Because that's what we should be making right now. It. It probably. Or, I'm sorry. It's it not probably what we should, is what more. We will be making. That's the other thing. <laughs> I I probably six inch. I I would say that probably the number one gripe about the profession is the salary, yeah, with a close good. second being the hours yeah. and the schedule. Yeah, I mean one. It's one and one, one, and one, one, a. one, one and one a. Yeah. And if one doesn't get fixed, then the other one. Yeah. Isn't worth it. So. Some people would be willing to work the schedule if the salary was equivalent or vice versa. There's going to, I know I read one like pet peeve that will. Yeah, we'll get there. It'll, it'll be involved with this conversation. So uh, let me just say this. I think right now the profession and and maybe, maybe this is a future topic, but I'm going to just bust it open now. Maybe I should have started the show with this. I, I think we're in a crisis I think we're at a very, very pivotal year for athletic trainers. Like this could hit crisis mode. I think right now the number of openings is mm-hmm. staggering, and where the profession at is really in a dangerous spot because 
um, of how many positions are not being filled yeah. because of the expectations mm-hmm. uh, of work-life balance and salary and exactly what we're talking about. I just traveled this weekend to a Power 5 school. I won't say where. <laughs> Can um, you give us the state? <laughs> <laughs> not too far from us. I know where that is. Um, so power five school, a power five school. Okay. I asked big them, 10, everybody, somebody, it's probably the big 10, somebody that I have known for a very long time, mm-hmm. a friend of the show. He listens to the show. Is he listening right now? You think? Nope. Okay, son of a bitch. He might be. <laughs> and I just said, he, he actually uh, was at a different it's, school it's up until a year or so guy. ago. Haven't seen him in a couple of years. I just said, Hey man, how you doing? He said, I'm, I'm hanging on. He's working 85 to 90 hours a week covering Something football yeah. and baseball. Mm-hmm. And I said, how many athletic trainers do you have working right now? Ooh. He said, if we were fully staffed, they would have 19. 19? They currently have 12. Okay. At a power five. Yeah. Down seven. School. That's Incredible. So then I went to social media. Yeah, you. I saw this poll, and we put up. Yeah, we put up a poll, and it was. Are you fully staffed? Assuming you have more than one athletic trainer, that in your school. So if you are at a school where it's just you yourself, obviously you're fully staffed. Uh But if you were supposed to have more than one, are all your positions filled? Yeah. And I want to make sure I get the right numbers here. Let's pull it up on the live stream here. Let's see if we can do this here. Is your sports med staff currently fully staffed, assuming more than one AT at your facility? 227 votes. So that's not a small number. It's not our best, but two hundred over 200 votes. 60%, more than half, are not fully staffed. You you put this on in Evanston, Illinois, by the way. You You... You yep. Up, you uploaded that in Evanston, Illinois. So, so if I you know of a power, you if you if you want to know what school I was at, just put the pieces together. Sorry. And then there's there's I didn't a bunch. Call anybody out, that's but right. I had to call So there's a bunch out. of replies. So go check out our social media. But think about we that. we have a social media. Canon underscore ATC. <laughs> just think about that though. It's October. It's not August when school starts. It's not September. Uh. It's two. Almost three months after the school years have started, and over fifty percent of the schools are still not fully staffed. So uh, why, why, why? Work-life balance and salary. It's that simple. We have get if we don't get those two things figured out, we will not have a profession. So, you, do you think it's all of that? Do you think that's all it is? Yeah. You think like, I because think, a lot of people got to experience not going in because sports were kind of shut down for a little while. And now they're like, no, I think people are just saying enough is enough. And they're realizing that there is more to life than working 50, 60, 70, 80 hour week work weeks for. So when you hear a salary, when you're going to school, you have a salary coming out in your head. And the number is whatever it is. You know, you. I think you've mentioned on this show before. You said when you get done with college, if you made thirty thousand dollars, yeah, you'd be happy coming out entry level. When I was graduating college, yeah. I remember thinking like, God, if I could just make thirty thousand dollars a year, 
And now that that number is probably smaller, or the number is bigger. At thirty thousand, doesn't sound so good because of cost of living and stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Legitimately, twelve years. But that's you. Fifteen years later, when you're in school, you're thinking, oh, thirty thousand dollars for forty hours a week. That's not bad. But we're not working forty hours a week. Thirty thousand dollars when you're working sixty hours a week. That's just not great. I will. I will honestly say I did not think about how many hours I needed to work. I was no. thinking about that. No, nobody does. I, I definitely did not even put that in the equation. What I thought about was um, doing a job that I know I would enjoy. Sure. I will I will 100% say that. And you um, can do it for X amount of years. Yeah, and I and nobody knows what those years are. Um, I do, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm having like this little tug of war in my head of like, God, no, like... I know everybody like your your friend that's at this power five and they're, you know, absolutely like working to the bone. I hope they get compensated for it in the future. I hope that they something happens and, and I doubt that it will. But I want like there's part of me that wants people to hold out for the greater good of the future of our profession. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's what I think everyone's trying to do. And there's a, a line being drawn in the sand. I totally agree. And we're way off. We're in we're in the deep now. And I think that's... I, uh, it's probably the right thing to do. But right now, it, it's 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 going to make or break the profession. I definitely That's why know. I think this is a pivotal stretch here. Yeah. And and I don't think it's the next six months, right? I mean, no, I think, I it's, think the it's the next, the next five, five to six years yeah. will determine whether athletic trainers advance or it's, it's the it's the next five years of people realizing that or you blow everything out. I don't. I mean, I I'm a hypocrite in the idea of I have a I don't have a cushy life as an athletic trainer now. But I chose a different path now, mm-hmm. and I don't want to forget the hours I put in before and what I would have. Maybe my answers would have been different eight years ago when I was working those eighty-hour work weeks and um, not getting compensated for it, even in, in the least. Um, I mean, I'll flat out. I flat out tell people I was. In professional sports, because everybody thinks you're a millionaire in professional sports, my first four years, I was averaging, if the team was on, if the team was home, I'm averaging 70 to 80 hour work weeks. When the team was on the road, I was averaging probably 30 to 40 hours a week. And for the season, I was making anywhere from 16 to $24,000 for the season. And now, working professional. Professional sports. Professional sports. Like professional athletes in in my hands. Now, that led to a very great job of being a full-time athletic trainer in professional sports that I still was immensely underpaid. Immensely underpaid. Yeah. Um, And I would love to talk to my former employers about it and being like, how do you... I I don't understand. Like, where where are you, like, actually (laughs) allocating your thought process... Of fifty five thousand dollars gets you a professional athletic trainer for a professional team. It's the allure but because they know they can get somebody because somebody else will fill your spot. 
And that's what I used to always tell everybody. I used to tell every single person, and even like in your position, who doesn't want to be a Division One athletic trainer for a baseball team? I think it's a, actually like legitimately I know at least three to five athletic trainers. And they're like, wow, that sounds like actually a really good, great job. And it's not Vanderbilt. It's not like this. It's UW-Milwaukee where you can um, have a great time with the coaches and have an awesome time with your athletes and get to know people and help out with other sports. Um, how many athletic trainers at UWM? Five full-time, two part-time, which so in 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 itself, just saying that, yeah, there are no such things as part-time athletic trainers. No, there's not. There's really not. We I'm sorry not. to the two people who have done such a great job for us <laughs> this year and in previous years that have stuck it out, hoping to get full-time, even though they're already working full-time. It's such a crock, and it needs to change. It is the biggest problem in college sports. I will say Co- college athletics is in terms of what I do in the athletic training. It, it just can't happen in the GA positions. We've, I mean, we talk about it all the time. We need, do your part-time people travel? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck that shit. Um, well, I take it back. One does, one does not. Okay. Still fuck that shit. Um, uh, it's, we're just, it's the can of worms that. Why? I mean, I like this can of worms. I know. I know. I mean, I, Again, too, though, going back to the top five, that what we anticipate is the average salary only going up like $20,000 a year in the next 29 years. We need... We should get Kathy on. We need to anticipate that it will be much higher than that. We need to make our profession more valuable. I think one way to do it is what's happening right now. Schools are going to start saying, I, how do we have athletic trainers cover three sports? We can't do it only if we keep talking about this is too much for the human to handle. We keep talking about it, and AT Twitter keeps talking about it, but frankly, I don't know who's listening. Well, I mean. And that's the, that's the problem. But the administrators, the. Administrators aren't on Twitter. We need to, well, we, then we need to use a different platform and we mm-hmm. need, well, there's, you know what we need to yeah. do. I mean, I, and uh, you and me need to do this full time and go door to door. This, well, this On behalf kind of, of the stuff, profession. Yeah. We need to do that. We need to be able to be in people's faces. We need to have candid conversations, which, Oh my God, I was, what was I watching? I was watching Loki on the plane. Cause I, so I finished Loki. Okay. Um, one of the, the end of Loki. Do you remember it? Yeah. So he the, who shall not be named. Yeah. He who shall, who shall Kang. not be ma- named. He says, I'm just speaking candidly or something like that. At one point I tried taking a screenshot and my phone yelled at me that Why? I could, it said like some copyright. Oh, or something. I was oh, that's really fun. Pissed off about it. Cause he said candid. Cause he said candid. After he actually said, I'm just trying to get on the candid athletic training podcast. That's what he said. <laughs> he who could not be named was trying to be a candid athletic trainer. Candid maniac. Get a full Johnson. I got so excited. That and could, then I watched Titans. As Jonathan Majors, right? He did a really nice job in that role. Jonathan Majors? Isn't that his name? His real name? The actor? I don't know. I could be wrong. I want to look it up. Yeah, look that up. And we're going to move on. Next. Yeah, next. Let's move on. Uh, so we've done top five. We've done fat. Let's do our friend or foe. So last week we had a fun discussion about Gatorade, the cup holders. 
And I want to kind of piggyback off that. We're going to stay basically in the same wheelhouse this week. But instead of the actual tray carriers, let's just talk about friend or foe. Is it okay to just pre-fill cups ahead of time? Hell yeah. You don't have to you don't have to use don't have to use the tray. You can just put the cups out for your athletes, friend or foe. Kevin says friend. Um, we put this up on our social media. Again, check it out, Canada underscore ATC. We have 64% say foe, 36% say friend. Nate said might be the toughest friend or foe yet. Kevin said this is the only pre-pouring I want, and it's one hell of a gif. Uh, Regina Wright says friend only on football game days. Zach says depends. Cross-country meets, it's a must. Um, whoop, I did that wrong. Kevin, you said friend. Tell me why. Yes, it was Jonathan Majors. Thank you. I've never seen him in anything else, so that's why I was confused. He, he did a great job in it. He's, he was really, it, it was really a good performance. In um, perfect, like, kind of crazy guy. Um, so, friend, because... First and foremost, if you if you if you give your athletes a chance to succeed, you're doing your job, right? You give them the chance. You lead that. You lead the horse to water. To water, cups. right? <laughs> and so, my my thought is, you know, you have no excuse. I've just I've made it the easiest thing in the entire world. You just have to reach your hand out and grab it, and then you can drink it. Um, oh, Abby says she she missed last week. She says she does use the cup holder for the cooler top. Oh, yeah. She's saying friend. She's the oh, she's the one. Um, and I think downtime. All athletic trainers have downtime. We work very long hours, and we get absolutely slammed. But we all have downtime, and I like filling our downtime with the most like. Uh, what what's a good word to describe? Like just very, um, a task that is so simple, you don't even have to think while you're doing it. Mundane. Mundane. That's a good. That's a very good word for it. Um, I love filling my time with that kind of stuff. There is there is a there is a core of me that wishes I worked on an assembly line, because it would be so great. Mindless to work just, to do something so mindless. Mm-hmm. I'm. Right there, that's so mindless. That's where I'm at right now, too. That I, it's to me, it's a, it's almost therapeutic to fill these cups and put them on top of a cooler, so that my athletes can just come in and grab them. Right now, the best part of my day is every morning when I stack our nutrition station with all the chocolate milks. We yeah. have like pints of chocolate milk that go in a cooler for athletes. Yeah. I love stocking it mm. and just keeping track of it, making sure they're all facing the same way ah. and they're you know, rotated. So the dates, you know, the oldest ones get used first and all that stuff. It's just great. I think being an athletic trainer has taught me that there is sincere value in mundane tasks. It's prep. It's preparing to do the actual work. You're, you're actually doing the work up front so that it's easier later. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just read it. Too. I re- well, I read. Go the- ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you read it. My my wrestlers want cups filled for practices. I just try to avoid them and the herpes. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> Zach says that shit's forever. I was like, I think we both read three quarters of that comment, that Kevin. Great. Um. At the same time, and all, like looked away, and also read herpes at the same time. Um, now there there's a downfall to you know what the other part of yeah. what I like doing is it's almost like forecasting and predicting mm. and be like, all right, I Good think call. I know my athletes enough that I'm going to go through twelve yep cups of water and not seventeen. Yep, it's like can I pick that perfect amount? It's almost like a little. It's like the game inside the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a little bit to it. And I think all of us as athletic trainers have that in us of like, I know my team or my players or my whatever so well that I can get this down to a science. It's so great. I I can't tell you how many times in a dugout I put out, you know, an exact number of Gatorade and water cups because I knew who was on the field. Yeah. And I loved being right. And when I was wrong, it was like, all right, noted. Every three innings, I need that extra Gatorade cup. Yep. Oh, my God. It was great. Or even just the idea of um, I know that X player is going to come off and they want a Gatorade and a water or like a mix, a half Gatorade, half water. Like, it's very special. It's a bond. It's a bonding experience between you and this stupid thing, this mundane yeah. freaking thing of your job of pouring freaking water, but you like it because you take care it of it. It reminds athletes. me when I was doing my internship with um, the Milwaukee Bucks before they were World Championships, Bucks and Six. Bucks and Six. Uh, when I interned with them during practice, my main responsibility was during water breaks to memorize which. <laughs> individual little Gatorade. So they had the, not the full size Gatorade bottles, but the, like the little, I don't know whether those eight ounce, like the little yeah. hand size one, palm size ones, ones trying to memorize, you know, we had 16 or 15 different flavors, you know, who liked which one. And I had to remember who won what and bring it out to them during every water break. Like just trying to memorize <laughs> what need what was needed. So, so here's the, here's the downside of pre filling cups. So does this, it, like if you overshoot and you make too many, now you're creating more work for yourself later. It's kind of like using a six-inch double when you only need a yeah, single. Yeah, you only need a single. Let's <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. Nobody needs a six-inch double, Abby. There you go. There you go, Kev. Um, Two-minute blast over here. Jesus, our live streamers are the best. Thank you. This is what I'm saying. Uh, they're the best. I think when you fail, when you fail at the cup fillage, um, it's a learning experience. That's all it is. It's not bad. I, I don't. I don't think it's a foe in any any shape or form. I think it's just a learning experience. That sometimes you're not going to know what's going to happen. Sometimes your your athlete's going to so come and knock say, down all of the cups. I remember times where the end of the the end of the game, the end of the match, the end of the whatever, and you have eight to ten cups of water still available. What do you do with them? How many of those are you drinking? Do you slam some? Do you just straight dumping them? I'm slamming a couple because I know I don't drink enough water. Right? 
that's where I was thinking. I was like, I'll have two or three. This is, this is my opportunity. Yeah. Like this, I mean, what, uh, the, there's a there's a saying like eat eat what you sow or or like something <laughs> like whatever. Hello. Like, um, I always tell people to hydrate, but I don't very I don't hydrate very well. Yeah, you're dehydrated. So, uh, so the people, most of the people say foe. You and I are saying friend. Interesting. Friend. I think it's friend. All right. Uh, last but not least tonight, we have our F1, marry one, kill one, uh, where we discuss which we'd F, marry, and kill amongst three common activities, things, objects, whatever. Uh, tonight, we're going with taping Tape, 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 tape. Situations. So why don't you why don't you run them through? So awkward taping situations. Awkward. And we're not talking about you know awkward from taping your you know in laws or something when they only have their birthday suit on. We're talking about oh. taping maybe your athlete, an ankle, whatever it is, on the ground, in the bleachers, or on something like said folding table. A really unsturdy table. Un- An old wooden ship. Table. An old wooden ship. So the awkward locations to tape an ankle. Ground, uh, bleachers, folding table. All right. I, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'll go first. Yeah. I think I'm going to kill... The rickety portable oh. table. Oh, God forbid. You just don't know. <laughs> At least with the ground and the bleachers, you're fairly certain that it's not going to give away. Your athlete's not going to get hurt. I mean, yeah, I hope, hope not. hope that ground's not moving anywhere. Now, I will say... It's probably the easiest to position the athlete so that the ankle is stable. But more often than not, I also find that portable treatment tables, ergonomically, I'm, I'm too far bent forward to, to, for any leverage. My back starts to hurt. You can, you can raise them and lower them. It just takes a lot of work. Yeah, I'm out <laughs> on that because usually I'm on the road. It's not my thing. It's not my portable treatment table. Like Usually I just find like a... Like it's one provided. So I'm going to kill the table. I'm thinking more like this table, not a portable. No, that, that's table. what I'm saying. Even this, like, though, it's it's too low. Like plastic. I still have to kind of tip a little bit too much in my back. My hamstrings will start. I'm just worried about something falling. Like the athlete. Or me. Yeah. <laughs> what if you hurt the table? I don't care about the oh. table. Um, so the ground... Bleachers. And the bleachers. I think I have to F with the ground. Roll around on it a little bit. Um, Position I guess I'm thinking I'm thinking in my head, it, the, the athlete's going to have to self-stabilize their limb. <laughs> okay. So usually in my the scenarios I'm running through my head, it's soccer, and I okay. have to prop their leg up on the soccer ball, which can be in itself – a challenge, but I somewhat like the challenge, the degree of difficulty of the tape job when it's that hard to do. Like, is there a photo it, of you doing this? I, I, I would, 
I would pay a lot to watch me tape a, on a ball. I I want a photo of you taping a soccer player mid game on a ball. Uh, I'll see if I can find one. That would be awesome. I want that in my man cave one day. Okay, that's my friend. So I will <laughs> I will f with that, and then I'll marry the bleachers, or like oh, so cold. Well, see, I'm thinking of like dugout bleachers, not like basketball bleachers, because basketball bleachers are going to be easy because you just go to the end and turn them off the long way. In my head, I was thinking the hard part is like in a in a baseball dugout when you have just one row, your back is up against it, and they have to stick their legs straight out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's worse. But if when we just say bleachers, bleachers are going to be the easiest to me. I mean, if it's traditional bleachers, I'm just going to go put them parallel. Yeah. So that their legs sticking off. That's going to be the easiest, yeah. the best. So I'll, I'll rock with that the, the most. Stairs. So I'll marry that. Originally, I thought what the hardest situation would be like back, back against the wall in a, in a baseball dugout. Where are you going to go with that leg now? Well, it's like you got athlete hang, has to hold to like it. Yeah. Angle kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. Which is I, what's worse angling it or having the athlete perpendicular and having them hold it straight out with no support. I don't know. You're like, I, hey, you got to hold this position. This is where we need Hannah yeah. to tell us whether or not it's the angle or if it's the direction. I don't know. Like, is it the size? Is it the corner? I don't know. All right, your turn. And the live stream is way off Popping in the field. I think some, somebody was getting on some chili from Cincinnati. At yeah, Abby. the Skyline Chili got blasted and somebody took offense. Skyline Chili. Um, all right. I am going to, uh, I'm going to marry the, <laughs> I'm going to marry the ground. It's a constant. I always know what I'm going to get. Oh, wow. And, um, you might need some, you might need to adapt every once in a while, but. You 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 can go to your tried and true of your soccer ball um, off the ground. That means I'm going to F. <sighs> I'm going to F the folding table, the like the random plastic treatment table. You like to live dangerously. Just to. Just because you never know what you're going to get, and you you might as well take chances in this. It's life. like doing stuff when your parents are in the next yep, room. You, you want to just see yep. if you can get away with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that means I'm going to kill. What am I killing the bleachers? I I don't want to go up into the bleachers. I mean, what, that's where the stands. I mean, that's where people are sitting. The fans. I can't use them during the game, so I'm going to kill. Okay. Um. Oh. All right. I think we are ready for our feature topic. Okay. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Such a failure in graphic. Graphics. You know, this used to be a really high quality podcast. Yeah. Until you went and ruined it today. I sure did. 
I didn't do anything different than I never do. <laughs> um. Okay, Kevin. Yeah. It's this is a fun one. Can't wait. Pet peeves 3.0. Let's let's start Ooh. reading some of these here. Uh, where are we at? Here we go. Here we go. Pet peeves 3.0. Can you split screen that thing? Oh yeah. Here we go. Here split right. screen that thing. All right. Abby says, kids coming in to see me in the middle of practice tell me that their insert painful area here has been hurting between three days and three weeks and feel like I should look at it now. They are not pleased with my reply. So this was going to be mine before I started reading this. Probably my biggest pet peeve right now is doing a physical with someone. Yeah. A new athlete. So we do physicals when they come in as a freshman or as a transfer and going through their orthopedic history and be like, hey, is anything bothering you right now? No, 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 because they think I'm going to like not let them on the team. Right. And then two weeks later, they're like, well, this has been bothering me since last year. Well, I just did your physical and you said you had no issues. It's probably my number one pet peeve right now. Yep. So I agree with her. What's the answer to that? What do you mean? Is there any answer to that? Can you tell your athletes like, hey, if you tell me something's going on right now, I'm not going to kick you off the team. I just need to know. I just need to know. Yeah. I don't know if that's an answer, though. Hannah says, when an athlete is down and someone, either coach or teammate, starts trying to pick them up before I get to them to evaluate, like, you don't know if that's safe or not, go draw on your little whiteboards and GTFO. (laughs) (laughs) Tom says, kids that take the cooler lid off and try to get the ice. You have a dry erase board? I, I suggest you go back to that. Yeah. What was that? Uh, Tom Thomas Barkowski says, kids that take the cooler lid off and try to get the ice oh. out of the ice chest. Yeah. And there's another ice-related one in here somewhere. I, I Probably totally 100% uh, know oh. it's close. Uh, we'll get there. Clayton, I'm sorry about the last name. Malinich, 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 seeing college ATs wear shorts at football games and those who are hell-bent on correcting everyone say, who says, trainer. Had that so let's, let's have two. So what about the shorts? Are you okay with ATs that wear shorts at football games? 100%. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with it. Particularly, I mean, most of the college football athletic trainers are working in the heat. Yeah. And Vicky said, I don't mind nice khaki golf shorts. Football season is still quite warm here, even in northwest or northeast Pennsylvania. Polo and nice shorts are reasonable, I think. Mesh workout athletic shorts are completely different and not for game day. I do. I will agree with um, who said that again? Uh, Vicky Hall. Oh, no, no. Uh, Clayton. Clayton. Um, it is very pet peeve and like get under your skin of when like. That's not what is allowed at your school or your organization. I mean, wearing all black and you know you're going to be in the sun all freaking day at a football game. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's just have some feel here. Stephanie Thompson says, club injuries, especially when they're being held out of practice in school. Clubs. Lindsay says, not getting notified of schedule changes. Yeah, of course. Nick Caselli, leaving rehab equipment out and not cleaning up after yourself. I'm a solo high school AT, and I tell my students I can either evaluate their injuries and do rehab with them, or I can just sit around and be another janitor, and no one will get better. 
Gretzky. He's getting a little grumpy about it. Lauren Hoyt says it's rooted deeper than just a pet peeve, but sneakiness. Sneakiness. Yeah, I agree. Trying to get out. I think I'm just trying to get out of stuff. Well, I was thinking about like people being real sneaky and like ninjas. Yeah. Got like a bunch walk, of ninjas. Walking around corners and sneaking up and boom. I think it's more like tell me one thing, tell the coach something else, trying to get out of like trying to use like us oh. as a scapegoat kind of thing. No, I call those people assholes. Yeah. Uh, Jared says when every team doc runs out on the field, Hey guys, I got it. I'll refer to you if I need you. Yes. Even you, the urology guy, <laughs> if necessary. <laughs> uh, you know what? I would have, I would have paid a lot of money to have my urology guy run out on the field. Yeah. With me. I would have loved it. Prostate. What do you think about everyone? this elbow? Yeah. <laughs> How about well, Al- maybe I need to fondle his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa says, when athletes come in saying, my coach told me to get my ankle wrapped, I don't need an evaluation. Mm. 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 That actually is a really good pet peeve. My coach said. Yeah. My coach said. Mm. The doctor said there's a break, not a fracture, or insert sprain, strain, oh. and a tear. My mom's friend's brother is a chiropractor, and he told me. Oh. Thank you, Deanna Pearson. Yeah, that one, those are those are really big ones. I hate fracture is a break, son of a bitch. Zach Keane says when an athlete I've known for at least a year tries to call me Mr. Trainer. Mr. Trainer. Have you ever been called Mr. Trainer? No. Me neither. I don't think I've been called Mr. Anything. Oh no, that's not true. Somebody calls me Mr. Kevin, but she's yeah. three years old. Alyssa Richardson says, I don't even know who you are. Are you even evaluating? Even qualified to evaluate my child's injury? Nope. Like, do you even have a degree to do this? I don't. You don't even know the kid. How can you tell if he has a concussion? I have no idea. Caitlin added that in. <laughs> um, Chris Santarelli says, when athletes come up during a tournament and ask if I have tape. <laughs> nope. Fresh out. Fresh out. <laughs> uh, Ashley S. says, Coach AD calls to say there's an injury at another field, and can I get there quick? It looks bad. And it's a hamstring cramp or strain. Oh. And as soon as I get there, the athlete says, oh, it's okay. I just had a Charlie horse. Mm. You know, actually, Charlie horse is a pet peeve of mine. What does a Charlie horse mean to you? A Charlie horse? Describe a definition of a Charlie horse to you. Uh, what is that? You know, that's a good question because I think uh, people use it yeah. for different things. It's yep. either... Yep. So to me, it's like a direct blow mechanism where yes. either there's a bruise and or the muscle just kind of knots up on you. Yeah, it's when somebody freaking knees you in the side of the leg. Yeah, it's got to be a direct your blow. Your leg feels dead, like to me. Yeah. Like you have a contusion in the middle of your thigh. Yeah, I've had so many people coming up to me lately. I just had like a Charlie horse in a game. So did somebody knee you? No, no, no. Like I just had a Charlie horse. What are you saying? Like nobody, there was no impact. And I'm like, and everybody, they're trying to describe a cramp. Yeah, correct. Uh, Jason, it's a cramp. Jason Dandino says, when you are doing some manual therapy on the injured body part and get the, can you also do the other side to balance it out? Sharon Smith says, when parent, <laughs> ref, et cetera, ask me what I'm going to school for. I'm not in school. I'm the athletic trainer. I know, but what else are you going to school for? Aren't you going to be a PT or something? No. Oh, I've already graduated from college. I'm a full-time AT. That's what I was talking about earlier in the podcast. Ben Rockwell says, biggest pet peeve when a coach, ben. administrator, parent, or other healthcare professionals don't see you as a healthcare professional and dismiss you. 
this is the one I was talking about. Mackenzie Weber says, when yeah. people use all of the loose ice and don't break down the rest. So, you know, when you, the, I think about this all the time, actually, Mackenzie, I am right there with you. I love this one. So you take a couple scoops out of the machine and then it's all backed up and it's like one big chunk at the back. So no fresh ice is going to come down. You have to break it up and scoot it forward. So more ice comes down. I feel that one That's a deep peeve. in my <laughs> loins. Thank you, Mackenzie that Weber. Is, Thank you. That is the essence of pet peeves. The loose right ice. There. There's more than oh my god. That is a pet peeve. Like why wouldn't why wouldn't that person break apart more ice? I know. Just break break apart more ice. I guess. Well, it's one thing if it's an athlete just make it. No, husky. it's not. No, like it, oh yeah, you're right. Uh, Josh Dossie says, when creeper parents, male or female, ask if this is where they get their free massage. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Zach Dunbar, (laughs) who's on the live stream here, he says, as of late, his newest one is strength conditioning coaches telling athletes that they're they're an adult and can make their own decisions when it comes to their bodies and injuries they may have. Hmm. Stephanie Grayshek said, throwing the Gatorade bottles on the ground and not putting them back in the rack. Been there. Dr. Jim Berry says, assistant coaches running out on the field and getting in the way after a player gets hurt, just coach and let the medical staff do their jobs. Doctor? Doctor. Oh, doctor. Doctor, doctor. Logan, the AT, says, when patients come in and request a specific treatment as if the clinic is a restaurant wherein they can order something off the menu as opposed to presenting with an injury where we can help identify the best mode of treatment. I'll take the BLT, no mail. Logan, go back go back <laughs> 140 episodes. I think it's episode number four. BYOT. BYOT, build your own treatment. <laughs> Catherine oh. Ramkem- Ramkema says, when I'm evaluating an athlete and someone comes up and says, I'm a nurse. Uh, Emily Miller says, coaches who feel the need to watch me rehab someone and interject their opinions on said rehab, especially if it's not one of their athletes. Uh, let's see. Messy taping areas and tables from Sydney. How do you say this last name, Kev? Sydney Poliopolis. Poliopolis? Poliopolis. Poliopolis. Thank you, Sydney. Good last name, by the way. Jonathan Garrett says, when an insert non-ATC jumps in and interrupts your evaluation by asking, are you okay or can he play? Getting a lot of that overstepping your boundaries. Let, 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 let me work here. Getting a lot of those. Um, kids not having manners. Coaches telling people what to do. Requesting to take an ice bath and then being dramatic, loud, and complaining. It's so cold. Thank you, Melissa Perkins. <laughs> Stephanie Owens, do you have a a Band-Aid? Oh, my gosh. That's a good one. You got any new ones? Uh, No. I think my two. I don't have any new ones. My two ones were the ice and um, the whole doing the physical and then something pops up later. Like, come on. You had your chance to tell me the truth. Stop lying. I, I mean, I'm still, I mean, pet peeves for sure. Well, it's not broken. It's or it's not fractured. It's just broken. It's not. It's not torn. It's just strained. Like those will forever be pet peeves of mine. Yeah. Um, and not from a lack of knowledge. It's that 
somebody, somebody in your life has made <laughs> the comment that something is torn is not a strain or something's broken but not fractured. Like, those are very, I mean, I, I kind of get the strain and torn, but f- broken and fractured, I mean, those are synonyms that everybody knows. Yeah, what do you got? You got to read Kevin. Kevin Joyce brought one up on the live stream here. It's, I'll let you do it. We got Nate. Once had a woman? Yep. Okay. Once had a women's soccer player come off the field limping. I asked if she was okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Just got one of those camel toes. (laughs) (laughs) She... She meant Charlie Horse. I just got one of those camel toes. Camel toes, toes she meant Charlie Horse. <laughs> um, honestly. That's that, the best thing we've ever That is shit you can't make up. That is you write that down and that is here's, going here's what Kevin, we're gonna that's do. That's going in your book. No, that's what uh, we're gonna that do a book. To we're gonna do a book. we're gonna do a tell tell all book. Oh my god. It's going to be our one of the goals for Canon Athletic Training in the next couple of years. We're going to do Tales from the Kit, a book where people are going to anonymously send us these kind of stories, and we're going to put them in a, a book. Tales from the Kit, and we'll just we'll just put it out there so yeah. people really know what's going on in the world of sports because we're the ones that see everything, hear everything, we're around everything. Can we make it spooky and like a? We can skele- have a no. Each chapter will be its own like thing. They'll be funny. They'll be like disgusting there will be every chapter will be a different style tales from the kit there'll be the funny things that that's what she said there'll be the this coach stein goosebumps all the things all the things we see that are i love it wrong i love it camel toes though thank you (laughs) thank you Uh, i got one of those camel toes i i got it we got we have to end on that let's shut the show down on camel toe i mean legitimately what do you do in that situation? You, you can't. I I don't know if you have a camel toe. I have no idea. Oh my god! CanadaAthleticTraining.com. If you want any more of this shenanigans, um, there you can click on a lot of links. Yep. You can get a lot of information, not only about the Canada Athletic Training podcast. You can find some great T-shirts, some great hats. Um, and you can also get yourself some really good credits for some CEUs. Uh, we have not only Master Dry Needling, but we also have MedBridge. We also have, you can learn about what I do as an athletic trainer in that the non-traditional setting. I work at a place called Structural Elements, and I actually own my own freaking clinic. It's really fun. It's great. And I love every day going to work. Now... Other than that, we need to thank Brew Fitness again. We need to thank our great partners of HealthyRoster.com. Dan and the folks over there, they love their, themselves some athletic trainers. They're even hiring athletic trainers as we speak to make their platforms better. So go over to HealthyRoster.com, support them. They support us. They support athletic trainers. We love all athletic trainers. What do you have for the folks? Don't forget, uh, we want to give you some free swag. All you got to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We haven't had one in a long, long time. So if you're listening to this, 
go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, give us a five-star rating. At the end of the month, we're going to pick some people and give them some free gear. Free swag is always good. All right. Until next week. Watch out for the camel toe. (laughs) Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.